a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around Around the the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you on a Wednesday. Hope you're having a fantastic day today. Uh, and as we told Maria a few moments ago, uh, over the next uh, two and a half hours, we are going to go all the way from wonky political pieces to uh, pop culture, uh, what's happening on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So we will cover full wonk to pop today. Uh, so buckle in. Uh, we'll be here until 3 o'clock when uh, the great Jeff Kaplan will come in and guide you safely through your traffic and get you home. And so some of the things we're going to hit today, we're going to go through and we're going to talk about what's going on in Washington. Obviously, we'll give you a little update what's happening there. Obviously, we had the uh, passing of uh, Supreme Court Justice Stevens, uh, retired Supreme Court Justice, uh, who was 99, one of the longest serving on the court. We'll talk about his legacy, what happened there. We'll, uh, we'll also talk a little bit about the Swedish healthcare system. Often it's uh, touted as the uh, the vaunted model uh, for some kind of single-payer healthcare system. Jay Evenson from the Deseret News will join us to uh, share an experience he had just last week with the Swedish healthcare system. So we'll have uh, look forward to having Jay on board with us today. Uh, we will talk about uh, presidential politics today as well as we move through what the 2020 candidates are doing. Uh, also, uh, an announcement coming out uh, from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that President Russell M. Nelson will be speaking Sunday at the NAACP National Convention in Detroit, and uh, I will actually be there to cover that. And we'll talk about what that is, what that means. Uh, it's going to be a very fascinating weekend there in Detroit. You've got uh, presidential candidates that will be there speaking uh, to the NAACP, as they often do. And uh, so we'll, we'll go through that. We'll continue our feature on Apollo 11 uh, and celebrating the 50th anniversary of the moon landing this week. We'll uh, check in there as well. We've also got Katie McKellar, uh, who wrote just a uh, brilliant article last week uh, on the Ghost Army. Uh, and a uh, Utah connection there. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the impeachment proceedings that uh, may get a vote later on today in the House of Representatives, the ongoing feud, and uh, a host of other things that I'm sure will happen over the next two and a half hours. So again, buckle in, settle in, get your app going, get your computer fired up, or stay in your car, and uh, stay with us for the next two and a half hours as we have a a wide range of things. Wonk to pop day is what we're going to call this. And uh, let's start with a really interesting interview this morning on CNN. Mark Sanford, former governor of South Carolina, former House representative from South Carolina, was on CNN this morning and announced that he is thinking about challenging President Trump uh, for the GOP nomination. So not running as an independent, but uh, running as a, a Republican and taking on the president. What does that look like? What does that mean? And it appears to me that his uh, focus is going to be on the economics of it all 
and the debt and the deficit. Uh, Here's a little bit of what he had to say on CNN this morning. I think we're walking our way toward the most predictable financial crisis in the history of our nation. If you look at our numbers in terms of debt and deficits, we're having zero conversation on that very front. I think the Republican Party, of which I've been a part for a long time, has abandoned its, its conversation even on the importance of financial reality. And so I'm just struck by if, if, if nobody says something, we're going to wait till the next presidential election cycle to have this needed conversation on where we go next as a country on debt, spending, and the deficits that are accruing. All right. So, that, again, that's Representative Mark Sanford, uh, former Representative Mark Sanford from South Carolina, hinting that he may challenge President Trump for the Republican nomination for president, which be would be an interesting thing. Not a lot of people are overly familiar with Mark Sanford. Uh, I was able to get to know him a bit when I was chief of staff back in Washington, D.C., spent a few nights wandering around the Capitol chatting with him. And he does have this real passionate concern for the financial stability of the country that we are avoiding this conversation and both Democrats and Republicans alike are avoiding the real conversation about our debt and the deficit. And so he does have real concerns. Here's one other clip, uh, one other statement he made in terms of what this all means and why we need to have this conversation right now. Here's Mark Sanford. We have a profound math problem coming our way, and it's not our grandkids' issue or our kids' issue. This is coming in the next couple of years. We're now in the longest economic recovery in American history. These fault lines are going to show up soon. We do not have the chance to wait four years to have this debate. Uh, I think that's so important that he says we've, we've got to have this conversation right now, uh, and he is right. He is right. Even the, the military experts say the greatest threat to the freedom of America is the debt. And we're approaching $22 trillion in debt. And when he talks about this math problem, it is a math problem because right now we are basically paying zero interest on our 22 plus trillion dollars of debt. It's almost zero. So we're, we're spending 300 billion a year in interest on the debt. So let's just suppose for a little math, because I don't do math really well, but a little bit of math. If if the interest rate were to just tick up towards historic averages, so I'm not talking about a big crisis. I'm not talking about a big spike. All I'm talking about is just returning to historic averages for interest rate. If that happens, we will be paying $1 trillion a year in just interest. A trillion dollars just in interest. Guess what, folks? There is no tax increase that's going to solve that problem. (laughs) There is no way you can print money to solve that problem. Uh, If you do print money, guess what? That is the worst backdoor tax on the poor and the most vulnerable that could possibly happen. So those who say, well, we'll just print more money, that is not the answer. And I agree with Mark Sanford that this this is coming. This is not next generation problem. We keep talking about kicking the can down the road and our kids and grandkids are going to have to deal with this. I think Mark Sanford is right that we're going to have to deal with this in the next few years. Why? Because while we have been in the middle of historic length of success and prosperity, uh, that's not going to last forever. And even while we are in the most prosperous of times, our debt is still increasing. 
And both Democrats and Republicans have added nearly a trillion dollars a year in deficit spending. And so you start throwing that all together and then you add a trillion of interest. There's no way you get out of that without real crippling kinds of problems that, again, will hurt who? The poor and the most vulnerable the most. And that's the concern. So I, I think Mark Sanford is a is a really interesting guy. Uh, do I think he will would defeat President Trump at this point? I don't see that happening. But he creates an interesting space. He he's very smart, very intelligent. Does he have baggage? Yes, uh, we can talk about that. But he he's very smart and he's very focused on a particular issue. And if he can get attention, then that sort of creates a different lane. Because the one thing that the president has to look at from a purely political strategic standpoint is he doesn't have a lot of ground to give. In other words, if a few people peeled off in Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Ohio, if just a few people peeled off and voted and said, hey, I can't vote for President Trump, I can't vote for the whoever the Democrats put up, but you know, Mark Sanford, I could at least cast a vote and feel good about myself. Uh, That's all it would take to really change the dynamic of the election. So very early, he's just thinking about it, but he's a very fascinating guy, has a really interesting story, and uh, we'll try to get him on here in uh, the next week or so and see if we can't have a a good chat with Mark Sanford, see how serious he is about a possible run, what he thinks the angle and the lane is for him uh, to execute that, and then how he moves it all forward from there. All right, so there's a little Republican presidential update. Uh, When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about an announcement that just came out just in the last uh, half hour from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, an important speech to be delivered by President Nelson in Detroit on Sunday. Find out what it's all about when we come back on KSL News Radio.